Hey there, sacred friend. You're listening to the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast, and I am your host, Lori A. Andress. This podcast is a place for you to press pause on the busyness of your day-to-day life. It's a place to reconnect with your authentic self, to discover your voice of inner wisdom, and to become the courageous creator of your adventurous, vibrant, and spirit-filled life. In each episode, we will get raw and real exploring how to bring crystal wisdom, spiritual practices, ceremony, ritual, and soulful travel into your everyday life. So grab a cup of tea, light a candle, get cozy, and let's dive in. Hello, sacred friend. I am Lori Andress, and welcome to this episode of the Crystal Shaman Life Podcast. Hey, it's episode 99. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this. Uh, next week, we hit 100. Oh, my goodness. Ah, and it feels so perfectly timed as we are entering this spring season. So over the weekend, spring equinox, for those of you here in the Northern Hemisphere and those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, welcome fall. Oh, I love equinox time. I love the balance hour, the balanced hours of daylight and nighttime. I love the balanced feel within myself. And I really enjoy uh, here for spring, um, this season of rebirth. This rebirth of the earth, the snow melts, the trees, the plants, the flowers, everything re-emerges. The robins are back. <laughs> uh, the nature is alive and active in new and exciting ways. So this past weekend, Chris, Coda, and I took a little road trip north. We headed up to um, to the area where our land is, way up in the northern part of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, in the Keweenaw Peninsula. And um, we made a little visit to our land. We made a visit to some of our favorite places, and we had just a really great little getaway. Now, I think we were kind of hoping that it would still be a little bit more winter temperature so that we could uh, drive down our road and uh, land back closer to our land. Um, But they, too, were already experiencing the spring melt. And uh, the spring melt brings with it mud season. (laughs) Chris and I are getting newly acquainted with the UP seasons. Now, for those of you who are not in this area, this may be a new thing to you as well. It's a new thing to Chris and I, but there are multiple seasons. It's not just winter, spring, summer, fall. It is mud season, mosquito season, black fly season, (laughs) tourist season, hunting season, snowmobile season, (laughs) and many, many more. We get such a such a delightful giggle out of it, but we we don't really have context for some of these seasons, right? Um, we we have an idea, you know. People have shared with us stories. They've shared with us what it looks like, but until we experience it ourselves 
and this is with everything in life, right? It's very hard to um, understand the depth of certain things, to have a full picture of it, um, to really wrap our minds around what exactly that means. And when it comes to the seasons, yeah. <laughs> this was one season that neither Chris nor I have ever really experienced. So for those of you who, like Chris and I, are from outside of that area, let me give you just a little bit of context and then we'll roll into the rest of the episode because I got some fun things planned for us um, today. We're going to go deep talking about um, some of the seeds that we're planting and, and the essence and the energy of the spring and um, one of the big asks that's coming forward at this time. But first, let me just stay on this topic of the spring melt and mud season. Mm -hmm. So up in the UP, um, the land that Chris and I have, it's on a quiet little lake that is really quite hidden. Um, many people will tell them, you know, the name of the lake and they'll look at us. I didn't even, I've never heard of that lake. Most people haven't heard of it. And that's because it's a private lake, um, private in that there's no public access to it. Um, and it's not an easy to find place. Um, we have our driveway uh, bumps, like lands out on a, on a, um, on a you know pretty busy road, but um, there aren't there's not really any signage. It looks like a driveway, and um, it is, <laughs> and it's kind of a logging road, and it's got a road name, but <laughs> but this driveway is um, it's about two and a half miles from the road to our land, and our uh, closest neighbor, while they're really only a couple hundred feet away, um, the road to get from there to from from where they land to where we land is about a half mile distance. So um, through the winter, one of our neighbors, actually two of our neighbors up there, stay pretty much year round, and they take care of snow removal and maintaining the winter road. Now, we haven't gotten up there for winter yet, um, but we were kind of thinking this was kind of our winter-ish <laughs> experience. Um, and they plow the snow and there is a lot of snow. This is a part of um, the Upper Peninsula where the storms pick up off of Lake Superior and they drop. They drop weather like nobody's business right on this little peninsula. And um, so we're talking snow, we're talking rain, really great storms. <laughs> um, somebody this weekend described the weather as moody. And I thought, oh, that's really perfect. That's a perfect description of the weather because you really never know what you're going to get. Um, one day it can be absolutely gorgeous and uh, the next minute it can just flip into a really big kicked up storm. Um, and that that's fascinating. It's kind of fun for me. Like I'm, I'm enjoying that aspect of it. But it also leaves a lot of snow and snow that is different than what I have context for here in Green Bay. So snowed all winter and it is starting to melt and when it melts it melts um i hadn't expected this this wasn't something i expected to see or to know to understand but um it melts underneath 
So like when he blow when our neighbor blows the driveway, um, which this whole two mile road, how amazing all winter. Um, when he blows the snow from the driveway, he leaves a mat of snow on the ground, the snow mat, and then they just drive over that all winter. And he leaves that mat because it makes blowing easier. He doesn't have to deal with all the rocks that might kick up on a gravel drive or on a gravel dirt dust. <laughs> sand driveway um so he he leaves that down and so what happens is when it starts to warm up it melts underneath the mat in my mind i was always picturing that it would just melt from the top down oh no it simultaneously melts from underneath and on top and man does it make a mess so you really don't want to drive on it because it'll really rut up the road this is what we learned this weekend <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty easy to get stuck. Um, we did not get stuck. However, we definitely saw how that could be possible. So we, uh, we decided to walk down the road. Oh my goodness, it was absolutely wonderful. And we walked down the road, got back to the lake. <sighs> and I mentioned earlier about how the animals are, you know, waking up, getting more active. Well, they definitely had that feel as we were going back. And um, the neighbor was sharing with us how active the eagles were, how they he felt like they are in their mating season and they're preparing and like restoring their um, their nest. And he could tell, you know, that they were at that place of um, nesting. Now, that is really exciting really, really exciting. That's um, an active time. He said if he felt like they were hunting and, you know, just lots of stuff going on. They were chatting. <laughs> he said they're talking, <laughs> um, which made me smile. I'm like, oh, how fantastic. Um, when Chris and I got back there, it was just nice and quiet. It was soft and quiet. And we were able to walk down the road and let Coda run, let her have fun and just really enjoy that. So anyway, where I was going with this is that, um, you know, getting up there for the spring is so refreshing. It was such a different experience for us. And our context for mud season, we definitely have context now. <laughs> <laughs> and that feels really great um, to have actually seen what kind of happens and um, what that looks like and, and feels like. But while we are up there, um, because we knew that we wouldn't be able to, you know, really be back on our land, that it might be kind of challenging. We, we planned and had a hotel, booked a hotel and stuff like that. And we had decided that we would just, you know, enjoy time um, visiting the land, you know, in whatever way we could, and then enjoy some other time, you know, just experiencing the area in a different season. And one of the ways that we wanted to experience the area in a different season was to visit some of our, our local favorite places. And one of those was um, this little local restaurant bar um, kind of down the road. And we walked in and immediately saw someone we knew. And it just warmed our hearts in so many ways. Because one is off season for when we're up there. Um, you never know, like we just 
we didn't really know. Um, It just was really fun. So we had a great conversation. Uh, The person that we knew happened to be one of our neighbors. And we just sat down and had some really great conversation. And then as we were leaving, there was a couple that Chris met last last summer. And he had told me about this couple and he just, he really wanted, um, wanted me to have an opportunity to meet them. And it just didn't happen last summer, but it happened as we were leaving on, um, as we were leaving on Saturday evening. And so we sat down and chatted with them for a little bit and, and then made our way, you know, back to the hotel. Well, the other thing that I had scheduled while I was up there was to meet up with someone who I know lives in the area, but I had never met in person. We'd actually met years ago online. Uh-huh. Now, we've kind of had a little bit of correspondence, you know, over the years and kept track of what each other were doing. And um, as Chris and I were preparing for this weekend, I just had this nudge, just drop her a note, schedule a time to get together and go get coffee, go have some conversation. So that's what we did. Oh, my goodness. You know how you meet people and you instantly know they're just your people, like they're just your, like you just ping (laughs) that light connection. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. That's exactly what this was. And it's funny, she made a post in pretty much the same words. When I read her post, I'm like, I could say this exactly because I felt exactly the same way. Um, It's so fun when you can have those experiences. Well, that just really... um, in so many ways, it was a different type of trip than what Chris and I experience when we're up there in the summer. Usually we kind of hermit away in the woods and I'm usually too, um, <laughs> I'll say kind of gross and smelly to go out and be in public a whole lot. Um, but this was one, this was a different type, but this was more social and it was, um, a trip of just connecting with people and connecting with each other. And that was really, really cool. So on our way home yesterday, as I was reflecting on this trip, um, you know, I was thinking to myself, I was thinking about the theme for the year back when we did the crystal forecast and the theme for the year that showed up was about weaving sacred community. And all year I've been feeling, all year, you know, this first quarter of the year, um, I've been feeling a sense of curiosity regarding how that is going to show up. How is it going to show up? And, um, you know, how is that going to unfold? And, you know, what needs to happen in order for, sacred community to be woven and what does that mean during this time how is that similar and different to community that we may or may not have experienced in the past or what our ideas of community are i was very curious about this i still am because i think this is an ongoing thing community unfolds over time and unfolds in um in different ways, uh, in in many different ways. But I felt like this weekend kind of peeled back a layer and revealed a new experience of um, new relationships, new community, and um, feeling a part of 
what it's like to once again feel a part of something new and different. And that was so beautiful over the weekend. It was beautiful to to connect with people um, in new ways. Chris and I, when we when we were driving home, it was like our hearts just felt so satiated with the joy of experiencing a familiar place in a new way and with new people. It felt like a truly soulful reset as we welcomed the spring season. So one of the things that um, came forward as I was tuning into this energy of the spring season and, you know, what are some of the, the messages that wanted to come forward? And one of the pieces that came forward was around being crystal clear in the seeds that we're planting at this time. There are certain times of the year where planting seeds is um, in alignment with the natural momentum. You can plant seeds at any time of the year, but when we plant them in alignment with the natural momentum of life, like the seasons, um, things that are happening in the skies, you know, our own unique astrology and how we work with that, the moon cycles. When we plant seeds in alignment with some of those natural cycles of momentum, there's an amplification that happens. Our intentions are amplified. The energy we are putting out into the world is amplified and it ripples exponentially. So the, the question of what seeds are you planting has come forward as an invitation for you to become aware, to create awareness during this time around what seeds of thought, uh-huh, word, feeling, emotion that you are planting in your life. And let yourself just be lovingly present with them. The a lot one of the one of the themes that always seems to show up um, in conversation, and you know, with many of many of my shamanic teachers, is the question of: Are you planting seeds that bear fruit and and food, or are you planting seeds that bear weeds? Hmm. Because what we plant right now is what we harvest in the fall. Yeah. So plant fruit, plant flowers, plant, plant food, plant what nourishes you, what brings life to your life and to those around you. Be mindful with your thoughts. Be mindful with your words. Be mindful with your emotions. Be compassionate. Mm-hmm. And then the next piece that came up over the weekend and that really came forward, um, that came forward for specifically for uh, this energy of weaving new and sacred community and the essence and energy of, of spring 
I think, you know, this kind of comes together here. Um, these two themes kind of come together. The theme of what are you planting and weaving sacred community, actually, they, they come together. And what seeds are you planting to create and weave meaningful community in your life? And then what do you need to honor and let go of that is no longer, um, oh, going to nourish and nurture what you want to create and experience in your life? And some of that, the way that that has been showing up for me has been largely around um, offering myself love and compassion and forgiveness. Yes, self-forgiveness, self-honoring of maybe the times where I did the best I could with the tools that I had at that time. And yet, at the same time, looking back, I see how now I would do that differently. I think we can all look back in our lives in different ways and see that in, in different, you know, different experiences. Maybe it has to do with our work. Maybe it has to do with how we cared for our body. Maybe, maybe it has to do with what we chose to study or not study. Maybe that is reflective of some relationship dynamic that we've had in in our world and you know often when we look back we can see things more clearly and we can see what we would would do or would have done differently if only we had known and one of the challenges so there's like a beautiful thing around that right there's this beautiful thing where we we can see things clearly we can see them with new eyes but the challenge around that is that sometimes we we let that be a reason to be hard on ourselves or to beat ourselves up or to be, um, yeah, to be really hard on ourselves. And the invitation right now as we are in the season of planting seeds is to lay that down, to offer ourselves love, compassion, and forgiveness so that we can open up the space to plant seeds that nurture and develop new and meaningful community. Now, one of the things that always comes up is, well, does that mean that uh, suddenly what's in the past will be fixed? Does that mean that we'll, we'll bring in all new people? Like, what does that mean? Like, all of a sudden we'll have new friends? Oh, goodness, it can mean all of that. And it can mean none of that. Let yourself simply plant the seed for new and meaningful community and let go of any expectations or attempts to define what that's going to look like. Mm -hmm. This is big. This is where the big work happens, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh gosh, we so often want to control how things are going to come, come together, what the outcome's going to be. But when we plant seeds, we don't know what is going to come up. We have to simply show up, nurture, and um, allow the space for the seeds to grow. Seeds need space to grow on their own. Yeah. They grow strength 
by pushing through the dirt. They grow sturdiness by bending and, and flexing with the wind. They grow um, in, in expansiveness as they lean towards the sun as it moves in all of when it moves through the sky, as it shifts direction. They, they, they grow stronger roots as they dance between being well watered and getting just a little bit dry. Same is true for the seeds that we plant in our lives. <clears throat> our seeds need to be nurtured, but they don't need to be smothered. Mm -hmm. They need space. They need space to do their thing. And as we let them do their thing, that is when we get to, to um, tune in and pay attention and see where we find ourselves challenged along the way in that allowing, where we want to do, maybe try to control something or force something or, or push it in a specific direction. It's an opportunity to sink within, to do a little inner exploration, to get curious about what's really going on within ourselves and to really honor and love what's in the past. It's so funny, I was, um, you may be familiar with that, that Adele song that came out earlier this year. Maybe it was even at the end of last year. I'm not sure when that dropped, but when it dropped, <laughs> the song actually kind of really bugged me. I'm sure you know the song, the, the Go Easy On Me. Um, I think it's called Easy On Me. Um, it kind of bugged me when it dropped. I was like, oh my gosh, this, like, kinda, I kind of had this little like eye roll, like, well, of course, you know, of course, <laughs> right? None of us uh, may, no, had, had the skills we maybe have now. Um, but there's something that during this season of planting seeds and during this year now of um, cultivating new relationships and weaving sacred community, I actually feel like there's an invitation to sing that song or to hear that song or to speak those words, the lyrics of those, that song um, to ourselves, to, to our younger selves, and to really honor that we maybe didn't have the skills to make some of the choices we would make now and to really be at peace with our own past, to be at peace with um, the choices and decisions we made in our own past. So I actually wrote some of the lyrics down here because I'm like, mm, <laughs> they're kind of singing through my head and maybe they're even singing through yours um, <laughs> right now. But the, the chorus is, go easy on me, baby. I was still a child. I didn't have the chance to feel the world around me. I had no time to choose what I chose to do. So go easy on me. Oh, yeah, 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 my friends, go easy on yourself. Go easy on yourself. And, you know, I think sometimes it's easy for me personally, it's easier to um, to recognize that in other people, to be to extend that um, that uh, that capacity to understand that 
ah, they just didn't, that was the best they could do at that moment, right? You know, like, and and not from a place of judgment, but real sincere, like, ah, yes. But it's not always easy to do with myself. And I found that that was the place that I really needed to sink in um, and and let myself be really compassionate and, and generous and loving with with pieces within myself. One of the other themes that came forward as I was sinking into this energy was around releasing all threads from past relationships and in particular, releasing threads of sentimentality. Mm. Yeah, those threads of sentiment that we, we hold on to things in the past with. And when we we feel them, perhaps there's a tinge twinge of sadness or some other emotion that shows up. It's really important that we lay those down. Part of spring is creating space within ourselves. And that can be, um, you know, things from our past that, that um, you know, are, are taking up space within our lives. I've been noticing this on, um, on my computer. Sounds like a weird place to notice it, but, but places where I have photos that I feel a bit of a twinge or a thread of sentiment with, but they really don't apply to my life or what my experience of life is anymore. And they are taking up space on my computer. <laughs> so I, I've noticed that I need to either pull them off the computer or let them go completely, or perhaps both. I, I always think when I think of this, when I think about you know pulling out um, and letting things go, sometimes I think about um, some good old Harry Potter and Dumbledore with, um, with the way he would extract memories from his mind and put them into one beautiful glistening silvery bowl. Ah, yes. It's wonderful um, to give ourselves images like that uh, to support us in laying things down. Just like our computer slows down, my computer greatly slows down when there's way too much stuff on it. So do so does our energy. So does so does our mind and our thoughts and our capacity to be fully present. And ultimately, that's that's a big part of what's being woven in the world right now is our own capacity to be fully present, to be in the moment. It was something that Chris and I just dynamically experienced this weekend. We were so present within every aspect of what we were doing, who we were with, like what was going on. I mean, it just, it was beautiful. And our hearts, our hearts were so happy. Oh my gosh. Like I I probably could say that in about 50 different ways. And that is really what it was. Our hearts were just so happy. Mm. More of that. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So as this episode comes to a close, um, I want to ah, thank you for tuning in. 
I want to invite you to have fun being mindful and fully present with your thoughts, your words, your actions, your emotions, as you plant seeds during this spring season. And for those of you who are ready to dive into your um, your sacred journey, your spiritual path, your exploration of self and connection with self and connection with sacred community, I want to invite you to join us in the sanctuary. Yes, join us for ceremony and for the new moon calls to action, our community calls. Ah. Oh, We'd love to have you. And you can learn more about that over at lauriaandress.com forward slash sanctuary. All right. So with that, my sacred friend, have a beautiful day. And as always, shine brightly. (laughs) Bye for now. Hey, thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard and would love to hear more, subscribe. And you can help others find us by sharing give us a couple stars, write a review, and tell people you know who would love to listen. I wish you a beautiful day, my sacred friends. Shine brightly.